Shamai, and welcome to Podcast Hiraith 101. Hello, greetings, and welcome to episode number six. I hope everybody's well. Very excited because I finally have my first victim. Sorry, I shouldn't say victim, right? I mean my first guest, and this will come up a little bit later. Yeah, so there's quite a lot for me to try and get into this timeline target that I have. I think actually this it started off, I just wanted no more than five minutes. Then it came to 10. I'm pretty sure the way it's going, it's going to end up going up to 15 minutes as a standard, but uh, let's see. So without any further to do, let's go straight into what have they said, those voices in my head. Number one, this was the Grand Slam week that never was. When you come from Wales, we have one passion. We have more than one passion, but the number one passion we have, rugby. Yesterday evening was the final weekend of the Six Nations competition, and Wales were playing France in France with the wonderful opportunity to win the Grand Slam. And what this means is basically you have the, the whole competition and you've won every single game. For the people that are not familiar with the rugby Six Nations, it is basically the home countries in the United Kingdom, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and another small country, what are they called? Or England, against France and Italy. And not only are you playing for the title of the Six Nation Championship, but if you come from the United Kingdom, and you manage to beat the other home nations, then you get the pleasure of saying you've won the Triple Crown, which is basically, for Wales as an example, this year they won the Triple Crown because they'd beaten England, Scotland and Ireland, and then Italy, and then they have France to get the full clean sweep, and this is called the Grand Slam. So how did it go? It was devastating. It was basically the last game of Super Saturday. In the build-up, Scotland had beaten Italy, Quite, quite convincingly. Ireland had really turned over England in Ireland, which as a, a Celtic background is always nice to see. And then it was just a small matter of Wales beating France, which is never the easiest thing to do, especially as in the last one year or two years, France has now employed the ex-Wales defence coach, which we all have taken to our heart over the last 10 years, a guy called Sean Edwards. Absolute legend of a guy. Half-time, it was 17-17. Then France had a guy sent off, red card. Wales go in front, 30 points to 20. 10 minutes left, 10-point difference. Wales have a guy sent off, yellow card. Two minutes later, Wales have another guy sent off, yellow card down to 13 players have the ball turned the ball over in the last minute of the game all Wales had to do was keep hold of the ball run out the clock kick it into touch we would be the Grand Slam champions 2021 lost the ball didn't they bloody turned it over France run the length of the pitch scored a try 10 seconds left heartbreaking you come from Wales with any kind of Welsh passionate blood it's all about the rugby that is the one and only thought that I can speak about this week do believe I need some therapy 
So as I said this week, really excited. I have my first guest speaker. Should I start again? You can talk as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what to say. What to say. <laughs> okay. Do you have warm-up sessions when you uh, go into the radio? I try to do some to lower my voice because my voice, but when I get excited, my voice is getting really high. It's like, <laughs> so I need to get down like one. I, I do this. And, sh- and shake, your, shake your body around. Yeah, you should do it. And also, like, it sounds a little like you don't get your lips open. Like, it sounds a little bit like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Me? You need to relax. Yeah, a bit. Well, you're like, a, like if I got a mouth like a duck, like a bill. I like to talk like a duck. Your advice be f- for me to go forward, make these podcasts, is to do some exercises, vocal exercise, to warm up my chest cavity and or my voice area. and my lip area. Apparently, my lips, I got pouty li- I have a trout lip going on then, right? I'm going to give you a test now to see if you understand British humor. Yeah. Because you're telling me to open my mouth when I'm talking. One day in the jungle, there was a wide mouth frog. This won't work on the podcast because it's a visual joke. So you're going to have to giggle for the listeners to know. right? (laughs) And in the evenings, you would go out looking for food. And every animal, when you live in the jungle, because you have to protect yourself, when you come across other animals, the first thing you do is, am I in danger, yes or no? So you introduce yourself in a very careful way. The frog hops along, comes across the first animal, it's a rabbit. What do rabbits eat? Carrots. Carrots. I'm a rabbit. Salad? Yeah, salad. I'm <laughs> I'm a rabbit and looking for croutons. They both look at one another and the rabbit says, Hello, I'm a rabbit. I'm looking for carrots. To which the wide mouth frog replies, Good day, rabbit. I'm a wide mouth frog. I'm a wide mouth frog. I'm just going for a walk. Ten minutes later, the wide mouth frog comes to a river, and in the river there's a, a bird, a stork. The stork says, Hello, I'm Mr. Stork. And I'm looking for worms to eat. Have you seen any around here? And the wide mouth frog replies, Hello, Mr. Stork. I'm a wide mouth frog. I'm a wide mouth frog. I haven't seen any worms. Good luck. I'm going for a walk. Keeps walking. Ten minutes later, you get the idea. He comes across more animals. He finally comes across a snake. You're excited now, right? Hello. I'm Hissin Sid, the snake. And I'm really hungry and looking for delicate food called the wide mouth frogs in the jungle. And the frog says to the snake, Oh, you don't see many of them around here, do you? <laughs> so why should the snake first introduce itself and the frog? I feel as though I want to say nah. This is the this is the nice friendly way, isn't it? When people in Germany say nah. Nah. Nah? Alles gut? Alles okay? Nah? Alles okay. What, is, this, is this something that is that you only teach tourists and people who live in Germany to say nah? Or is it a genuine thing that you, that you say with tender love and care? Nah? Or is it mine? Mine, mine? Oh, if you say it, you, you say it with love and tender. But not everyone does it. But I don't use it. I don't use it at all. Maybe I'm just not a loving person. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just don't use it. I say hello. When I worked in Niedersachsen in Hildesheim, I remember going to uh, into work one day and trying to um, become accepted and be friendly with with uh, the other work colleagues. And I would say, mine, mine, mine. 
And one lady trying to be, I think, friendly, but a little bit too abrupt, but too Z form. And she said to me, only one moin is enough. Two moins is, is a waste of time. Sounds like a very efficient, efficient lady with her time. Shamai is the Welsh. Can you say Shamai? I don't know. I just experienced. I don't live in I don't live in Schleswig-Holstein for now almost 11 years. Yeah. And when I get back to to Schleswig-Holstein for vacations for like a week or two, I really struggle to say moin. It feels a little bit uncomfortable. I have no clue why. Now I'm here for quite a long time, as long as I haven't been here for years mm-hmm. because I spent lockdown here. And um, now I'm getting back into saying moin and, you know, also back to fun saying moin. But yeah, usually, I don't know why. It's just, I just say hello. You are now officially on uh, the longest holiday break. It's not a holiday break. I do my homework here. Oh, okay. But I, I, can, I can do the same homework here as I could do in Potsdam where I usually live. I do it on the phone anyway in Potsdam. So I just said, okay, I'm going to stay here and do it here. That is one thing cool about lockdown really though, isn't it? it Home office is now far more accepted in industry in general. Where yeah, industry, but journalism, uh, like local journalism, you have to get out. Still, you still have to get out and do this stuff. So Annika is from northern Germany and working and living in Berlin or in a suburb of Berlin. Let's put it. Let's put it that way. So a suburb of Berlin. It's What's Potsdam? Potsdam is the capital of Brandenburg. Is it not Berlin then? Totally not Berlin. It's close to Berlin. It's close to Berlin. Like you're in, in Berlin 30 minutes by train, but it's not Berlin. Like it was GDR is in Western Berlin. Potsdam and Western Berlin were once um, divided by a huge wall. Which side the wall was Potsdam on then? It was not the wall, sorry. It was the um, deadly border. I think my question was going to be, or my point was, you're originally from northern Germany, Schleswig-Holstein, working, living in Potsdam for, you said, 11 years, right? Well, I left I left northern Germany for studying in Wuppertal, which is western Germany, for three years. And then I went to Potsdam. And now I'm in Potsdam for almost seven years. When you travel around like this, thinking of the the Heerreith or the, the feeling of, um, as you say in German, Sehnsucht, you don't have to travel to the other side of the world or to a different country to have that feeling. You can feel it just by traveling three or four hours away, right? Uh, and stay in the same country. And that's something that comes maybe from the dialect. Definitely, yeah. Every time I get back now, not anymore because I stay here for a while now. When I come back to Schleswig-Holstein after a long time and I'm on the train between Hamburg and uh, my hometown and I hear the slang, it like, it feels really, really nice. <laughs> it's like, ah, yes, <laughs> home, charming people saying, Moin, Mogadi Dad, Lim Frisch, <laughs> tickets bitte. <laughs> I really, I really like hearing that. What do you do if you have really strong Heimweh? What do I do if I get really homesick? I listen to Tom Jones. <laughs> That's the truth. Tom Jones Welsh. <laughs> right? Well, everyone knows. And also, is it the same meaning of Heimweh and heim- homesick? Or is there no English translation of the German word Heimweh? There is no direct English translation for Heerreith. So there is a Welsh word for Heimweh, but not an English word for Heimweh. I think so. I mean, if it is, it's not in my English vocabulary. That's interesting, right? But Heimat is the thing you said about your Sehnsucht to a place where you're from. Yeah. 
for many people, Heimat is uh, it's just a thing of um, definition. Like for me, Heimat has a lot to do with the people where, who I grew up with. So actually, when I think about it now, Heimat for me is more about, yeah, where I grew up. Like not the village where I grew up, but also about the surrounding area, the type of people where I grew That's why I feel really comfortable when I when I hear the slang of the people of Schleswig-Holstein because I know, oh my goodness, I'm back into my Heimat. <laughs> it's not just a place, it's also a feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah, feeling. And also, and I also think... Um, Maybe smells and the people. A kind of longing or a desire. Yeah, not just the place, also feeling. It's very difficult to explain because it's different from, it's a personal thing as well, right? It's a personal feeling. It's almost part of your DNA. Exactly. Some people just don't have it. Like some people are, what do you say, metropolitan? No, I don't know. Just They could live everywhere and, and, and meet the people there and get into the world there and get into the get into the people there and get into the city or a village or anywhere. And they would say, well, I left my hometown very early and then I moved again and then I moved again to very different places. And uh, Like a street dog. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the Littlest Hobo. Do you know this program, The Littlest Hobo? Probably you saw it when he was younger and was in German, but the a dog that went all around America saving families every Sunday. Mm. He'd turn up, save somebody, he'd fall down the well, save him, he'd, he'd, and then he'd walk else somewhere else. He didn't have any high mat, I think. Yeah, yeah, see, because he never experienced it. I don't know, the smell of the, I don't know. <laughs> the smell fresh of the, bacon. The, smell, the fresh bread the in the morning. The smell of the sea, for example. Oh, the smell or, of the sea, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. There's or the no sunset, sea in the, wind, the special right, sunset, yeah, the special sunsets on the North Sea or, or, or Baltic Sea or anything. Or, or or the other people, like your friends. You're also leaving your friends, right? Yeah. And um, Both ways. It's a very personal definition. Yeah, Purcell. The smell of Purcell. When you put fresh fresh blankets out on your washing line, that's nice. That's well, nice. you can have it in, in Western Germany as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for another episode, another week, season one, episode six. I think it's going great. I'm really enjoying it. Stay safe. Have a great week. Speak to you soon. And without any further to do, Diochenbauer. Ciao for now. In die tree. <laughs>